Well, there's huge news, huge news about the extension, uh, which is going to have one listener I know of at least dribbling all over the floor with excitement. Um, other than that, you'll have to wait for that. Other than that, it's been a fairly, well, I was going to say uneventful. It's been a mediumly eventful week. Uh, yes, so uh, welcome to episode uh, episode 95 of Mr. Burt Pods. Yeah, so um, it's been a mediumly eventful week, as I said. Uh, let's start as we normally do with my yoga. I had noticed last night when I was booking it, there were less slots for the, uh, the Zoom link, the live streams. So I did wonder if they were going to um, run them down a bit. Uh, and then, because basically it's just the class going on in the studio uh, that they live stream on Zoom to anyone at home. But there's usually just me that does the class I do online, although there's occasionally other people. Uh, yes, and lo and behold, the teacher did come and have a chat with me at the beginning saying that the owner of the studio is wanting to run them down. Uh, so I wasn't that surprised. But she was quite keen for it to carry on live stream, the teacher herself, although she's just freelance. She's uh, nothing to do with the studio itself uh, and she because she did ask me you know why I didn't like it and could I come in and I said well I can come in but I'm not that near and it's it's rush hour because it starts half nine so if I drove or got the bus it's just it's just difficult now with school run and all that stuff going on so um and also I can just get on with my yoga and then get on with everything else like my run so it just actually really suits me uh, there's going to be noisy children in the background so um Yes, I was a bit bemused earlier on, actually, because my next... I was having a chat just now with my neighbour as I was putting the rubbish out, and she was going off to school to collect uh, her children. And then, as I sat down here to start this, um, uh, the other parent came back with the children. So I don't know what happened there. It was a little bit strange. Uh, Anyway, so um, it was like a sort of body swap. Well, I don't think it was a real body swamp, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, I could go in and do it. I do, I actually just like doing it in the, on my own at home now. Actually, I just, um, I've got so used to it. Then I went for a run, which Strava let me down completely, uh, stopped again, and then I failed to restart it and managed to cancel the whole recording of my run, so it looks as if I haven't done anything, but I have. And I did my, uh, there's just so many children out there now. That's quite actually quite nice to see. Uh, so then I uh, I did my reverse run of last week. So by the time I got to the nursery, instead of reaching the nursery at the top of the hill, I was at the top of the hill about to run down. So was able to run by uh, the little children triumphantly, looking as if I was uh, an Olympic runner as opposed to... Uh, in a state of collapse like I was last week. I also have a bit of a problem because I listened to, uh, as we, a lot of you will know, fortunately, the uh, podcast with Jane Garvey and V Glover, which makes me laugh a lot. And when I laugh when I'm running, it doesn't sound like a laugh. It sounds like I'm having a massive uh, asthma attack. So uh, that's always a bit difficult when I'm doing that and I'm running past people because I wonder if somebody's going to stop me and uh, make sure I'm all right. Uh, I also had a bit of a shorts crisis. I realised that my uh, the tide was untying 
and uh, whereas normally my shorts are above the knee they were below the knee uh, I was nearing home at this point but there were still people around I had I didn't want to stop and retie because it just takes forever so I um, hitched them up and then put my left hand on my hip to sort of keep it there and then uh, whenever anyone uh, ran past anybody I just tried to look like I was just fiddling around with something in my pocket. I looked absolutely ridiculous because I was just basically mincing along uh, in Darren's words uh, with my hand on my hip. Uh, you know, if there was a RuPaul's Drag Race uh, mince run competition, I could uh, happily have entered that and won. No, oh, they're moving the bins. Why are the children moving the bins? What are the bins for? Mm, probably playing football. Oh, now they're all hugging a tree. Um... So, uh, yeah, so that was all that. And then um, uh, Cat News, yeah, she's, uh, well, she's just as settled in as she is in day one. Running rings around everybody, needless to say. She's lying with her back to me at the moment because apparently three o'clock food, uh, which is uh, biscuits. Uh, biscuits aren't food, apparently. They are to turn your nose up at and continue uh, asking for food. So I'm glad I spent all that money on two boxes ago, cat. Um, so she gets fed in the morning. She's actually she's actually being fine. She gets fed in the morning, uh, and she was very. She does run around your feet, and she does not let you walk in front of her down the corridor. Still, so I spend my whole time walking up down the flat, still behind her. Um, this morning was a bit of a crisis because I mucked up the uh, cleaning the poo slightly, and I was in a rush for yoga. But she was very good. Uh, she didn't bother me too much, even though she knew food was imminent. And then, um, what else happened? Yeah, then she has uh, a mid-afternoon snack of biscuits, which are now ignored. Uh, and then she has a uh, half packet of food that she eats with us, because I always feel a bit mean sitting eating food when she's not. And then she has another half packet before she goes to bed, which basically gets her into the front room. So she does try it on, but a lot less, and she actually doesn't eat all her food, so she's not that desperate. Um, I did try and get her out for a little walk when I got back from running this morning, but of course she just thought I was uh, telling her that there was food available, so that didn't work. Um, but she does understand uh her name all too well so um i've been letting her out not every day but just every now and then for five ten minutes and she just sort of meanders uh under the hedges in the two gardens and uh except the day i was putting oh I was, that's right it was on tuesday i was cleaning her cat litter out completely um and what day is it today? Yes, that's right. And uh, she must have come out without me seeing her. And uh, I saw her wandering around. And then, of course, I couldn't find her, at which point the neighbours happens to come out. So the pair of us are looking absolutely everywhere, under cars, you know, the lot. I'm shaking a go-cat um, box. <laughs> of course, that did absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, shutting her name, looking like a complete idiot. And uh, eventually the neighbour said, oh, there she is. And she was basically sitting under the hedge right by the front door. I mean, she couldn't have been closer, but she was just under the hedge, couldn't see where she was. So she'd just been sitting there watching us, uh, screaming her name and rattling a box of go-cat. Then um, another neighbour walked by, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, with a friend. And I said, oh, we've got a new cat. Do come and see. 
and they stood on the doorstep um, and I said I'll just get her and she'd already been uh, sort of going up and down the stairs a bit uh, and she wouldn't let me pick her up she was like pelting away from me and eventually having run round the flat ended up into the bed and I gave up and had to go and say to the neighbour I'm really sorry I can't get a hold of her uh, it then occurred to me afterwards that she would have seen two women standing on the doorstep in the doorway uh, which would have been reminiscent of the two uh, different women who brought her over from the cattery and it just occurred to me I bet she thought uh, she was going back to the cattery <laughs> and panicked <laughs> So, someone knows which side of their bread uh, is buttered. That's not the right expression, is it? But anyway, never mind. So, um, what is the expression? Know which side of... Anyway. Um, so, that was all that. So, yeah, so she's quite happy. Uh, and we're quite happy. And actually, our last cat was so difficult that uh, I do feel uh, she's a reward for putting up with <laughs> our last cat. So, yeah, we better get on to the big news. The big news is the... Um, we always actually, it was all the same morning. I was... Um, we'd got her in uh, with a neighbour, and the neighbour just said to me, have you seen the extension? Or had you seen the window? And I said, no. And she said, I can't believe you haven't seen it. Look. So I looked, which involved me basically turning my head. I don't know how I'd missed it when I was just fixated and trying to find the cat. There's now... It's this weird... It looks like, all I can describe, the. it's like a child has made a Lego house and they've just sort of plonked bits of Lego onto it to make it bigger. It's just all out of proportion. Um, the roof attic extension, which was quite big, basically the side facing us looking down this road is now the world's biggest window. It's huge. Um I don't think people are happy about it. It's also got a window. It's got a window at the front as well and the skylight. So you can basically see. I mean, you can't see directly through it because you have to look up. But basically, you can see right through to the sky on the other side. I mean, there's more flipping window than there is wall. Um, I don't know who wants... Well, I mean, if you go in there... I mean, the there was a builder in there and uh, he was nowhere near as tall as the window and he was standing in it. Uh, so it's a big, <laughs> it's about the width of the, well, it's not the width of the house, it must be about two thirds of the width of the house. And um, it reminds me, I don't know if anyone is of my age, it remembers Farewell cartoons. Um, I don't know what, I presume he must have died, but he used to do cartoons, probably in a newspaper, but I always had them in book collections. Um, a lot of them were little girls in uh, competing in Jim Carners, and they were very funny. They were very 70s. Um, and I remember there was this series of them which was set around bungalows that had these enormous picture windows in which must have just been in the fashion of the time when you could just see absolutely everything going on in all the houses. And of course, there was just running jokes with people talking and commenting. They were very funny. And it just reminds me of those cartoons with the huge picture windows. I don't know why. In fact, the other thing was I went out to, I was giving her a little run around at this person parked a car uh, and walked over and was looking up at it and I thought aye aye uh, we've now got local visits and then realised it was the owner um, proudly showing it off um, maybe downstairs said they'd seen somebody come along from further down the street looking very cross, take a photograph of it and then uh, stomp off again 
So, um, because this is so exciting now, I mean, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it at all. Um, I mean, although it's not directly looking into our garden, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I don't know if it was on the plans originally. We're going to have to check the plans. Um, because there's windows and there's windows, and this is just ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> so, if any of you would like to see a photo, I can't put it on the website. It can't go to the World Wide Web. Uh, just text me or whatsapp me and i will send you a photograph of it um oh the head's gone down now they've just duffy's just lost the will to live uh, um yeah so that's that is just oh, it's just weird so uh what else have i been up to on friday i went to see well I've seen Henry the Fourth parts one and two. I think I've seen them a couple of times on stage. The last time I saw it was Matthew McFadden and Michael Gambon at the National. Um, and then a book I'm sort of involved with, uh, and I'm hoping to get around to adapting at some point, uh, centres a lot around uh, Henry the Fourth. Uh, and then that Sally Bailey's No Boys play here, which is follow up to Girl with Dove, which I have adapted, but I'm still finessing it, but it's basically done. And a lot of the characters in Nobody's Play here uh, are characters from Henry IV. I, so I've just got Henry IV in my head. Went off on Friday to the Donmore Warehouse to see Kit Harrington in about 45 minutes into the play. I realised it wasn't Henry IV, it was Henry V. I knew darn well it was Henry V. I mean, obviously, everything said Henry V. The adverts, the theatre promotion, the signs within the theatre, the programme, the tickets. I mean, you know, what else did not say Henry V. Um, so I couldn't, I was sitting there thinking, why Falstaff died at the beginning of the play? Because obviously Henry IV, well, if you know Henry IV, Falstaff is in all the way through both parts, parts one and part two. Uh, he dies at the beginning of Henry V, which confused me. Then it went into the French court and there was loads of people speaking French. Uh, this was something that the I haven't read the play and I've never seen Henry V before. So, But apparently Shakespeare writes this sort of cod English that the French speak uh, when it goes over to the French court scenes. Uh, but in this production, they decided to just speak French, which is a very good idea, very clever. Um, I couldn't work out what was going on. I don't remember. I had no memory of any of French scenes whatsoever. Uh, I even sat through the Once More Into the Breach, Dear Friends uh, speech, still not clicking. That's not a speech from Henry IV, part one or part two. It's a very, very famous speech from Henry V. Eventually I worked it out. I think it was about 45 minutes into the first half. Uh, and then I was quite happy. Um, so it was a very good production. It was Kit Harrington, who I know is known for Game of Thrones. Uh, he was really good. Very, very good. The Donmar's absolutely tiny, so um, all the actors are in your face. Um, and uh, I was very impressed. They had some beautiful singing in it. Uh, and the battle scenes were done. Uh, apparently they'd had a real army person uh, drill the actors. And that could have been a bit, bit novelty-ish, but uh, it worked very, very well indeed. It was really good. So I was very impressed with that. And I wouldn't mind seeing it again, actually, because I just haven't read the play. I don't know the play at all. So um, what I would have ideally liked is to have gone and read it and then gone and seen it again. But it's sold out, so it's no thing. But, uh, yeah, Kit Harrington was very impressive. So um, as for the whole cast, though, the whole cast were marvellous. And um, I my 
rant of the moment is people, not just people on their mobile phones, people on their mobile phones who are walking in front of me, not walking at a normal speed because they are on their mobile phones, but walking really, really slowly. And I came out of the auditorium and there was obviously a stream of people and there was a man in front of me on his phone walking unbelievably slowly. It was quite a narrow bit where we were and there was a man coming the other way who had his hands full of uh, in fact it was one of the staff with hands full of empty glasses who couldn't get past because uh, this man was like wavering in the middle um he sort of the man with glasses sort of got past and this man continued just walking really slowly down the middle and i had people behind me and i just i felt really awful doing it but i got so fed up he was small he was smaller than me and i basically just put my hands around his shoulders and just moved him to the side uh to where he should have been so i could walk around him uh probably gave him a bit of a shock anyway i saw him later and pointed him out to somebody and said oh, that was the man that i moved out of the way at which point i was told oh yes um he was coughing a lot earlier on without his uh hand over his mouth so he's got special needs so A, I was made to feel guilty because this person had special needs and B, apparently you have special needs if you cough without your hand over your mouth. <sighs> I don't know what to say about that really. It happens in the theatre where I work as well because I have to go across the foyer to get to where I'm, I do my job front of house and it's, it's in a box um, above the... Um, upper circle in sort of this gallery area and I have to walk from the crew room the backstage bit of the theatre stage door across the auditorium to get up to it and there's just people walking really slowly up and down stairs on their mobile phones and it's just I just do get to the stage where I feel like shouting if you don't let me pass you won't have a second half to see I'm doing the show very dramatic of course and I never do but um, it just drives me mad it annoys me enough people being on their mobile phones. Just stand to the side. Do not walk. And if you're going to walk on your mobile phone, then at least walk at a reasonable speed. And then I don't have a problem. Uh, it's getting worse. That's why I'm ranting about it, because it's getting worse. Um, I've started a new book called The Appeal, which I think I may have mentioned last week. I, I, can't, I, I am not literally cannot put it down but i am struggling to put it down and i am struggling to find free moments when i can keep reading it it's um it's a murder mystery but i haven't got to the murder yet and i'm actually quite a long way into it written mostly in emails but other text messages and bits of uh post-its and all sorts of bits and pieces in it it's set around um it's a serious setup it's uh set around an appeal that a family of a wealthy family are putting to get private treatment for um, their granddaughter who's got a, a rare form of brain cancer. It's set around this family who run a amateur dramatics community and they also, I'm not quite sure what they own. I'm not sure if it's a, I'm not sure it's been made clear yet whether it's a spa or a hotel or an old people's home. Um, anyway, it's, it's basically about the politics of medicine uh, and money and private medicine. And of course, you know, someone's going to get bumped off at some point because where money and obscene amounts of money uh, uh, are involved, things happen. Uh, but of course, you can only get to know the characters through the email. So you're 
you're having to learn about them very, very subjectively or through the opinion of other people writing about them. So it's not like a narrator and it's not like a first person. Uh, it's it's supremely clever. I can't tell you how clever it is. I mean, every email has got to have a date and a time and everything on it, which I, you know, I don't even read most of the time. Um, I absolutely love it. It's been a big hit apparently, but I got recommended it by a friend. I hadn't seen it. So, um, highly recommended if you want a good read. Um, television is television. We've finished, excuse me, we've finished Hawkeye. I need to find something to replace that. Jane the Virgin, we're now on the fifth series, which I am loving. I'm going to be so sad when it's over. I'm getting very sad anyway at the moment because the, uh, the storyline's sad. What can I say? It's a sad storyline at the moment. And, um... Still watching The French of the Promise on BBC4, which is really good. I keep banging on about that, but it is excellent. Um, there's been various amusements going on at work, which I can't say on here. And um, the most annoying thing at work, actually, is one person who can't just, when the DSM gives their cue, standby, da 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 they can't just say, as I do professionally, standing by. They have to say... Standing by, standing by, standing by, standing by, drives me absolutely up the wall. It's actually very funny, but it drives me up the wall. Fortunately, they've only got about 10 cues or something, so it's not too bad. Um, they did uh, stand up when I went into the crew room the other day, and um, I, I think they were just going over to the sink, and I jokingly said, no need to stand up when I come in the room, and they said, they always stand up for their eldests. So, of course, that's uh, Darren found that hilariously funny. Uh, I don't know what's happening. There's nothing to see here, but um, I'm sure it'll be back with us soon. Wouldn't worry about that too much. And um, I'm going to stop now. There's lots of squawking children outside. I hope everybody as well as they can be. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>